Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Wednesday. And if you would like to call in 508-996-0500, there is uh, is not going to be a midweek with the mayor this week, uh, but he'll be back with us next week. And we'll talk with him about some of the things that have been going on. Uh, We also have uh, an app chat message that came in from R in Dartmouth slash New Bedford, who wants to know if there's any updates on the shots fired at the Fairhaven Walmart last night. If you go to WBSM.com, And uh, on the WBSM app, Kate has a story right now with all of the information that we have available. And there will be more information coming down from the police um, in the near future. But for right now, she has a story up there with everything that is officially confirmed. And as always, you know, I tell everybody that you hear what you hear on the scanner and what you see on social media is not always the official word. That sometimes, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm not questioning any of the details in this and what was out there. I'm just, I'm just saying because people hear about things and then say, you know, why is it that you, you wait for the official information? Because you know, we've all, we all heard it on the scanner. It's, everybody's reading about it online. Everybody knows that it happened. The reason why you wait for the official word is because what comes in on the call is not always what actually happened. That's what somebody reported happening and then the authorities show up and investigate and then make a determination as to what actually happened. So that's why sometimes, you know, like yesterday, a caller called in and was, you know, giving a bunch of details about something that happened. And, you know, Tom Hodgson to his, you know, he's, he's just here filling in. He's not somebody that does this job all the time. But I told him afterwards, I said, you know, and when I'm in that position, I, I usually will cut the caller off and say, you know, let's, let's wait until we get things official before we start talking about the details of something because, and again, not in that particular case, but you never know. So like, for example, let me just give you an example, a recent example. We were informed, we got a tip when the elderly woman was struck on Sconicut Neck Road. We were told fatal accident on Sconicut Neck Road. And while eventually the woman did succumb to her injuries and passed away, it was days later that that happened. But if we had just come on the air and said, oh, there's a fatal, fatal crash on Sconicut Neck Road, we would have been giving you incorrect information. And maybe the family of the person who was struck, who knew that the person was struck, 
they hear that and they say, wait a minute, she died and nobody told us? So that's why you have to be careful and make sure that you're, you're reporting confirmed information. Nobody's saying that the, the call didn't come in the way that it came in or that people who might have been on the scene and witnessed it and put up on social media what they saw didn't witness what happened. It's just that we have to wait for official confirmation. The same reason why the same reason why whenever anybody calls in about anything, we say, well, you know, let us verify that before we, we continue on with it. We can't, we can't operate in rumor because that chips away at our credibility, which, you know, we've spent about 75 years building. So we wouldn't want to throw that all out the window. But anyway, what we know is published at WBSM.com and on the app. And uh, Kate will keep on that story and update it if there's anything else to be updated, which uh, from, from what the police are saying, there will be more information coming out. Might not be any more than what she already has, but they'll have something official on that front in a bit. Uh, not bad in Oak Bluff says, it was so very interesting to hear what your last caller had to say about automotive repair. I must caution the caller and let her know that becoming an automotive technician or mechanic is not the same as it once was. You need to have computer skills in order to work on today's complicated vehicle systems. Right. And I would assume too, not bad, that... Um, those skills are being taught to the Vogue Tech students that are studying this as their shop at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. But in the, in the article at, WB, at, at WBSM.com, newbedfordlight.org, the, you know, the shops in Colin Hogan reports that he talked to about a dozen repair and, and body shops in New Bedford and asked them about, you know, what, what, what is the pipeline from Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech for people coming to work there? And some of them are saying... I don't want to hire kids from Vogue Tech because they're not, they're not interested in doing the job. Others are, you know, there was one, I believe, that said, you know, I, I actually would rather hire people who have some experience in the field, which is, you know, fair. As, as a previous caller said, that's not really helping those students get that experience. But, you know, obviously, if one or two businesses decide to do that, that's one thing. If everybody's doing it, it's a problem. But then... There's people who are trying to give Vogue Tech kids a shot who are saying they, they just aren't doing the job. And, and that person said, who, that person who is a Vogue Tech graduate, didn't blame it on the school for not doing a good job, just saying the kids don't seem interested in doing what they're actually going there for their shop for. And, and I think you know, that's kind of the gist of, of Colin Hogan's reporting is that looking at this one particular shop as, a, as an allegory for all, and maybe that's fair, maybe that isn't. But looking at it and saying, like, this is what's happening. Is you have kids. I'm sure the auto shop is full at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. Because they don't have room for any other students. So I'm sure the auto shop is full. Why aren't those kids then coming out and looking for jobs? How many of them are just taking that as the shop? Because they're going to move on. They're going to go to college. They're going to do something else. And I'm sure people are ready to call in and say, well, you know, you got to give those kids time. They, they, they have to go on and maybe they go to a trade school afterwards and learn more and then they come back. Or, or maybe they are going to go to college, but then they're going to come back. Okay, but they're not talking about the kids that just graduated last year. They're talking about the fact that they've been graduating kids from those shops for years, for decades. And that those kids aren't coming out and taking those jobs. So the kids who should have had all of those things taken care of by now 
are not coming back and looking for jobs. And the, the assumption here is that because they weren't really interested in getting jobs in those fields to begin with. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And again, I'm saying that's the assumption of it's it. I read the article as if that's the, you know, the thesis being put forth in the article. Um, and then they have a second part that's coming out today that's going to take a look at New Bedford High School and how it is getting creative to satisfy demand for career technical education. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Yes, good morning, Jim. You know, I'm kind of sick of hearing about New Bedford Volk. I'll give you an example. I have uh, at least three to four <clears throat> relatives with children that graduated from there. Not one of them are in the field that they had taken at uh, New Bedford Volk. Now, I'm a lot older, but I will tell you this. Growing up, uh, New Bedford Volk was listed as a political school. And for me, I still think it's the same way. They're going to take the cream of the crop. So by, by political school, what exactly do you mean? Could you talk a little louder, please? Uh, by, by political school, what do you mean? Uh, somebody got them in there without having to okay. take any uh, uh, exams or, or whatever, or checking their own where they would be coming from, what school, checking their grades. And here's another thing. It's the absolute truth. I ran into a retired teacher, and I thought, oh, I didn't know you were teaching about, she, I said, oh, she said, yeah. I said, oh, how, how did you, she says, now what were the exact words? Um, she got in, how do you think I got in there? Political. That's just what it was. Well, let, let, so, let, me, let me ask you this. That's, and if, if, that's, that's verbatim. I'm going to ask you this, and if you don't want to answer, you know, no, no problem. I understand. But the people in your yeah. family who who studied those shops and didn't go into those fields, was that because they never had any intention of going into those fields, or was that because other extenuating circumstances? Well, I'll tell you what, and it's the gospel. Uh, one of them took the HVAC, and when he got there, they moved him and put somebody else in his place. Now, there was no reason. My, my sister went and, you know, wanted to know what the reason, but she never got the proper reason. It was because somebody that uh, may be more political wanted that uh, seat. Mm. Now, another one, uh, same thing. He was in, um, oh, boy, it's a little it's a little long sure. in years for me to try to remember these. But, uh, no, it's the truth as to what I'm telling you. All right. Well, thank you for the call. And I'm sure that other people know that. Uh, you know, for many years. Yeah, we'll see if we get some more calls on it. Thank you so much. You have a good day. All right. Have a good day, Tim. And uh, if you want to call in and respond, 508-996-0500. Let's go to another caller. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. Good morning. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, yeah. I was just calling about the vocational high school. Um, I had two sons that um, graduated from um, Diamond and from uh, New Bedford Folk. And neither one of them got a job uh, in their uh, studies that they picked up. Um, one was HVAC, the other one was steam engineering. Uh, one's a, uh, a designer, and the other one is uh, a landscaper. So was that by their own choice or because they couldn't get a job in the field that they had studied? Uh, both of them. Uh, one of them was a five-year apprenticeship for the HVAC, and uh, he applied all over town for, for a job 
uh, for an apprentice, and they they all got the thing of, well, we don't have time to teach, and you know, so he went to MIT out in um, Rhode Island, and uh, to get more experience, and still same thing. He got certified for a lot of things, but uh, it was the same when he got out. He still had to get a five-year uh, apprenticeship. So it discouraged him, and he ended up becoming a landscaper. Well, maybe maybe some of these jobs that are they're they're having trouble filling. Maybe some of these businesses will start to realize uh, that you better find the time to train the people, or else there won't be people to hire. Correct. That's what I said. I mean, you know, it's but uh, and the other one with the steam engineering, uh, he's now out in uh, Vermont um, doing other things. He's not even into the steam engineering and steam engineering now that the. the uh, steam boilers and all of that they're not even doing that anymore i don't believe so let me ask you this because you know having the experience of having sons in two different voc schools do you think that the schools do a good job of 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 warning the kids about what will be ahead of them trying to get a job in the field or do you think they they kind of sell them on the promise of hey you come here you're going to be an hvac repair person you know when you graduate you're going to be able to go right into the field do they not set them up for you know the understanding that i'm sure they tell them ahead of time there'll be a five-year apprenticeship but do they tell them how hard it will be to find that apprenticeship yeah now see i don't think they even said that about the apprenticeship oh really uh, that, the other, uh, 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 you're cutting out a little bit on us. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he was, I don't think they gave him that opportunity of, uh, they had a uh, Yep. Sorry. We're losing you. I, I, I got to let you go, but I get the gist. Um, it sounds like you're saying that they, they didn't they didn't warn them about the fact that there would be that five-year apprenticeship. I mean, I would hate to, to sign up into a into a shop and then have it tell me, on day one. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have to do a five-year apprenticeship when you get out of high school. I'm sure that they are, they make it aware. Whether or not a student is is understanding of what that means um, is a different story. But, I mean, I think it's I think that's an important number to ask, an important number for the school to track. So you need to do a five-year apprenticeship when you come back, for, when you come out of high school. You need to go spend five years working under somebody else in order to get your license. And here is the, the statistic. The, the numbers, <laughs> here is the statistical information of how many of our graduates from this school, if we graduated 100 kids in the HVAC program last year, 60% of them got into a five-year apprenticeship program after graduation. I think if you gave those numbers, and maybe they do, I don't know, but I think you would have to give those numbers to the students the prospective students to let them know, like, this is what it is that you are signing up for. Because it's also just as unfair to the kids who want to work in those fields, who get the position, who go and get the education and do everything right while they're there to then not be able to get that job in the field. And I'm sure that that happens and I'm sure that that's an issue. But that is a separate issue from the admissions policy. That is that is something that is wrong with on a couple of different levels. I would actually say it's less of a problem with the school and more of a problem with the regulations and the way that those regulations are being handled and with the way the businesses are approaching the regulations. I'm sure, you know, some of these are extraneous, but I'm sure a lot of them are there for good reason because of the nature of the work that's being done. So you need people to have that time and hands-on experience. Um, some of it might be, you know, maybe you can pair five years down to three. 
you know, just looking at it arbitrarily. But the the businesses also need to be willing to, they can't say, oh, I don't have time to train somebody. Because you know what? If you don't have time to train somebody now, you won't have somebody to hire later. So that's a problem that's out, you know, that's that's certainly a problem that's that's needs to be discussed and needs to be fixed. But that doesn't go back to the admissions policy of there are kids that want to do these jobs that can't get those spots because there are kids who are getting those spots that have no intention of doing those jobs. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Hello, oh, sorry, my fault, my fault. I'm sorry, can you, can you, start, can you start over? I, did, I didn't have you potted up. Yeah, okay, um, can you hear me now? Yes. All right, on those vocational students that get out of the uh, their trade, they make, because I, 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 I know a couple of uh, students uh, that graduated from, especially electric, electric, mm-hmm. and they need, one thing about trade jobs, it's a very, it's a shortage of it. And um, they get jobs, as long as their work ethic is good, they get the apprenticeship, and, and they're making a good living right out of, right out of school. And they're working their apprenticeship, uh, and they're making a very good living. Don't get me wrong. Uh, right out of right out of high school, and by working their apprenticeship, they down the road, they can decide to get their license. You know, you need about maybe three, five years. But there is such a demand for trade jobs, especially in Massachusetts, um, that they they rather hire kids with good worth work ethic out of a vocational school. So there's no shortage of that. The kids just have to be a, a good work ethic, go to work on time, and have some experience, and they will, they basically, they earn as they learn, as they on their apprenticeship. Yeah, and... and, and uh, so what, what's, what's the, and what's the solution there, though? What what can we do to well, make make this if, more if, fair? If, well, if, if the kids are going to Volk, if the kids are going to Volk to 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 go to Volk on a you know for their trade, like say automotive, carpentry, and um, you know electric, whatever the trade is, there is a high demand for those jobs. Those students just need to have a good work ethic to get those jobs. So uh, they will get their jobs and they will get their foot in the door. It's like it's like anything. You got to start from the bottom mm-hmm. where you work your way up. So the solution is is really on the individual getting 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 the job done, going going there to learn that trade. If they're going to go to learn, you know, to to go to vote, just uh, not go to another school, then you know nobody's going to hire them. But if they're going to go to Volk to learn to trade, they will get hired. In a heartbeat, they will get hired. They'll start at a low pay, but they'll work themselves up, way up. And the pay is not really that low either. It's a, it's a very good Oh, range. yeah. No, I, I, I was working when I was, when I was a cook. I worked with a kid that was going to Upper Cape for plumbing, and he got his, his co-op job. He was making more money at the co-op job than he was making work working with me, and he's like, "I'm, he's like, I, I've got to quit because I'd rather not spend the the fifteen or twenty hours a week I'm working here washing dishes for whatever he was getting. I'd rather spend that time, you know, putting that into the co-op, and and they're willing to give me more hours than they need to give me because they need the help. So, and I was like, "Hey, good for you, man! You're going to make more money than I've ever made." 
And exactly, and these big uh, companies, um, these big, you know, um, either whether you own a HVAC, electric, uh, plumbing, there's a lot big. There's a lot of jobs. Granted, you don't see them around here, but you see, oh, you like, like for instance, the Durfee High School. It was a bunch of kids uh, apprentices that started over there. Learn on, you know, they they, they will hire individual students uh, to do their job. And I know a couple of students, in fact, um, worked actually. Um, you you do have to do some traveling. Uh, you do have to do some traveling because those major commercial jobs are not, you know, some of them are around here, but you do have to do some traveling and everything like that. But it's, you know, it's on the individual. It's on the student whether when they graduate, if they want to learn that trade. But there is a shortage of that job, and they they need they need workers uh, you know students have to have a good work work ethic that's what i'm saying all right well thank you so much for the call i gotta take a break um but we will we will take more of your phone calls on this 508-996-0500 you can also send us app chat messages on the wbsm app um carol ann and Asona said people can change their minds and that is true and and i'm sure that that happens uh on a you know a limited basis that maybe somebody gets in, they sign up, they go through the coursework, and they say, you know what, it's not for me. I, I've decided, and, and you know, sometimes things change. Sometimes things change, things change in the course of the four years you're studying that in school. And the, the industry could change. It could be turned on its head in that time. And you say, you know what, it's just not, it's not what I originally thought that it was going to be when I went to school for it. But I don't think that that is, you know, taking up a majority of the, the, the spots that are there. People need to accept the fact, because it's real and it's true, that there are a lot of kids that are going to Vogue Tech because they don't want to go to New Bedford High School, and they are taking up spots from people who want to learn a trade so that they can go and, and take a trade that they have no intention in, on ever doing anything with. That they take the shot because they have to, but their plan is to go to college and do something else when they graduate. Like, please just accept the fact that that is happening because it is happening. That's the problem that we're trying to solve here. We're not trying to, to, to fault kids for, you know, getting into one shop and thinking that they would have preferred another or, you know, going to go into one shop and, and having to go into their backup shop because the one they wanted was full. Like, those are all separate problems and separate issues. The issue here is there are kids taking those spots from kids that want them who have no intention of utilizing the vocational education that that spot affords. 508-996-0500. Just Do Good in Washington, D.C. says, Tim, you are wrong. The time spent at Vogue counts towards apprenticeship hours. Vogue Tech is so highly regarded to the trade that the student will have a job set up for them after graduation. I'm not, I'm not wrong because I don't know about it. I'm, I'm telling you what the callers are saying. It's the callers who say, I don't know anything about the process. I would have assumed going into this conversation that if you went and studied a shop at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech, the day you graduated, you would be able to find a job because the things they teach are so in demand. I would have just made that assumption. That would have been my my thought. But I'm hearing from callers about the the years that they need to spend under apprenticeship to get their licensing and all of that. And you might be able to go and, and work for somebody right away, but if you want to go and open your own business, you might have to go through these things. You know, again, so my my understanding would have been you can graduate in June of this year from Vogue Tech and, and, and have a job by July 1st. 
So it's not it's not me that's saying these things. It's it's what I'm basing on what the callers are telling me. I gotta take a break. Callers, we'll get to you as soon as we come back. Inside my car, I got pictures, got candy. I'm a lovable man, and I can take you to the nearest star. I'm your vehicle, baby. Welcome back in. That is the Ides of March vehicle. We're playing that. I guess it. I guess it works twofold. I play it every year on March fifteenth because that is the Ides of March. So of course we're going to hear one of the greatest songs of all time uh, on the Ides of March. But also because we are talking about this article at NewBedfordLight.org. Colin Hogan's reporting that he went to about a dozen auto repair and body shops in the city and talked to them about whether or not they're hiring Voke Tech graduates to come and work in their shops, people who studied automotive in at Greater New, Bed- Greater New Bedford Voke Tech, if I can speak correctly, uh, who are saying that uh, there's, they're saying that the, there's just nobody coming to apply for these jobs. And one person saying that even the co-op kids that I bring in, they're not interested in doing the job. So the, the, it seems that the theme of the piece is saying there are a lot of people who are taking up these spots that have no intention of actually utilizing those, those careers. And that's something that has been part of the discussion about these VOC admission policies. I got a couple of phone calls on the line. I just want to read a quick email uh, that I got from Bella who says, VOC schools are one of the reasons that a lot of people have great jobs. Is it perfect? No. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. But uh, talking about the Volk School is not fair. I had three boys who went to Old Colony. Two of them are in the field and are doing well in their careers and money. Uh, if we are to put down the Volk School, then we can do the same with colleges that we pay for. And over 50% of the graduates are not in their fields. I believe that instead of talking down the trade schools, that we should think of a better plan. I will listen to have someone come up with a plan. Maybe better communications with the students before picking them. Even maybe in their senior year, they can go there and try out their picks. And then at the end of their trial, they'll be able to pick the ones that they still like the trade. I mean, that's, that's what they do already. And, and this isn't about bashing the schools. This is about talking about admissions policies that are obviously not working if there are people who want these jobs and can't get into the schools to study them, but there are kids who go there and study them and have no intention of getting those jobs. That's what we're talking about here. It's not bashing them. It's just talking about the reality of the situation. Um, and that's part of it. And also to say, well, why? what about colleges? We pay for college too. Yeah, but that's different. This is a public school that we're talking about, not a school that somebody had to pay a tuition to go to. If Voketech wants to go to a tuition-based thing and become a private school, that's a whole whole different matter. But we're talking about a public school here. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBS. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. What's on your mind? Oh, I've been listening, and, uh, you know, um, some of the uh, the uh, trades, though, uh, you know, to me, they don't want a younger person in there, Okay. What they want to do is uh, time is money, and they want to be as efficient as they can and get things going. The other thing, too, is like try to get a plumber or an electrician. To me, those people want it that way because that way they can charge a high hourly wage when they come to your house or they come to your business to do some work, okay? As far as the kids go, the kids are being kids. Uh, listening to you, uh, 
did you think you were going to be in radio? It seems like you went into the restaurant business. That was your first love. No, no, I hated every moment of it. I was de oh, definitely okay. not into the restaurant. My dream had been to be on the radio since I was a kid. Okay. But, right. but I, I, I went to school originally. I went to college uh, with the intention of being, being a teacher. teacher right? yeah. And then I was yeah. going to become hopefully a media teacher. Well, what I'm trying to say is it seems like you had some indecision as to what you want to do. And I think a lot of young people have that, too. They have indecision about what they want to do. They don't, they don't know exactly until time comes on. The other thing about the lady that called, too, about, oh, they knew somebody. Well, yeah, welcome to the real world, okay? In other words, a lot of times it isn't what you know, it's who you know. And even getting to the trades, if your uncle maybe is a plumber, uh, maybe he'll bring you in and bring you along and let you get all those licenses and stuff so you can become a master plumber. But if you don't have somebody to speak for you, uh, you know, sorry. You're not, you're not, you know, it, 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 unfortunately, it's not fair. But that is life a lot of times. Uh, how did you get in the radio? Didn't you say you, there were some people that were your mentors? Yeah, so I was writing a wrestling column for the newspaper, mm -hmm. and uh, and Jack Peterson and Evan Russo had me come on their sports show to talk about wrestling, and then then Pete Braley said, hey, we'd like to give you your own show. I got into Spooky, and then that kind of led led uh, to everything from there. I'll see. So you got a foot in the door, you know, and Pete Braley spoke for you, you know. So, again, that's sometimes what life is. A lot of times in the schools, uh, you know, they do everything they can to help the, help the student along, uh, waiting for, you know, for the student to uh, mature and grow up and everything. Uh, now, when you get out in a real world hey there's no time we got that car over there that car's gonna get out of here we you know, get it done in a certain amount of time uh, even though we're charging for three hours labor we get it done in one hour labor hey boy we just made a couple of bucks of labor of uh, hours of work that we don't we can charge for yeah, you know it's, it's the real world that the kids uh, have to adjust to uh, uh, over time learn to adjust to and stuff like that uh, the other thing i wanted to mention too is something you mentioned about before uh, not, not related to this uh Skana connect road i have some friends that live down there and every so often i go down you know Skana connect road to visit them uh you know one thing i notice and 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 maybe i haven't been down there in a while when you get to wood school you know usually there's it's kind of slow but after wood school wood school it's katie by the door just go down there I've also noticed that uh, Sconaconic Road has uh, uh, become more developed, okay, than it was when I was a kid and I went down that, that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see any uh, speed limit signs. I don't see any slow down signs. I don't see a police car even, un, you know, uh, unmanned that you might see it in slow down, you know. Uh, I know the night, the time that lady got hit, I saw the news broadcast, and there were some elderly people there, me and my age, okay, that were interviewed and behind their doors and everything, and they were saying how fast people go down Scarner Connect Road. So, uh, and again, I noticed that's kind of like after Wood School. Wood School, they kind of, you know, they know the school's there, you know, even when it's not, you know, school time. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe Fairhaven ought to look into putting some speed limit signs there or, or slow on the road, riding on the road, slow down or something, or, or a police car, even empty, you know, uh, uh, or maybe even once in a while a cop there to pull over people and give them a ticket. And it, it might help them with the problem because there's, there seems to be nothing there. I don't know if I'm wrong because I'm not a Fairhaven native, but when I do go down and visit friends down there, I, that's what I tend to notice. Yeah, like I'll, I'll go down to Yaya's to pick up lunch sometimes, and I, I don't recall seeing anything, you know, past the, the, the split there. But yeah. I, I think it'd be beneficial, yeah, to get some of those light-up signs. We we learned yeah. last year when we were, they were trying to get them at uh, in, uh, in Rochester that th there is a bit of a process in that. So so uh, anybody that's concerned about that should be reaching out to uh, Representative Bill Strauss and, well, and seeing if he can get something going. Too 
too, you know, technical with it just to get something to, to slow people down. I don't think they got to go to the state to put a cop car down there with a, with a, with a guy, you know. With a, yeah, you, you no. Speed and pull over, you no, know? but if they if they want to have something that's, you know, going to... I mean, they do have... I know at the top of Sconic and Neck Road, they have that warning thing that's like, you know, hey, voting coming up or, you know, storm coming or anything like that. Maybe they could move that a little bit further down to warn people for a little while, but well, they again, need a more permanent solution. I think they still get the same view that Sconic and Neck Road is like it was years ago when I was a young person and went down there. And it's, it's developed a lot more. And the town, if you know, rather than getting hooked up with the state, that would take for years, should try to do something to get people to slow down going down there. Because those elderly people, I, uh, you know, feel for them because I'm their age too. And, uh, you know, they were saying that we interviewed, I think it was on Channel 10, that the, the, the speed there is, is just too much. And the town itself should try to do something just to Absolutely. get people to, put, to apply the brake, you know, that sort of stuff. Sure. All right. Thanks All for right, the call. All right, my friend. Take Have care. Have a good day. Yep. And uh, let's see if we can squeeze in another call or two before we got to take the break. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? Uh, good. How are you? Right. Um, I have two nephews that uh, went to Volk. One of them uh, goes to uh, works at General Dynamics for welding, and he's a supervisor there. And he also teaches um, at night a couple of nights a week at one of those tech schools. I forget which one it was. But he started off at Poyant Signs as soon as he got out of school. I'm not sure how he got. He's only like in his early 30s. So, but um, he was he was able to make it work for himself pretty much right when he graduated. He still is. He bought a house. He's got two cars and. Uh, yeah, and I think he's on his second house now. He's doing great. Yeah, he's doing really good. And his brother had, took <laughs> his brother went there too, but his brother was given cooking. He couldn't pick his. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. and he hated it. He hated it. They had him peeling the onions and the carrots. He couldn't stand <laughs> it. So I don't blame he, him. He, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. To, <laughs> he's going to school for something else. I mean, he's going to school to college or something, but. And that, anyway. I mean, that is an issue. Having kids, you know, be stuck in something that wasn't their first choice will certainly right. put a damper on things, too. But, why, I mean, wh- why is that? Why aren't we just taking kids based on what's available? If you're going to be selective about it, be selective about it based on their shop. You know, if yeah, you're already right. going to hold back some kids, say, okay, you don't want, yeah. you know, automotive is filled, so now you will just go to New Bedford High School. And the, yeah, and the one that went to um, the regular schools, like, um, when he was younger, he was a little bit slower in the classes. He's the one that's, at General Dynamics now, he's doing better than all the kids. Sure. <laughs> all right. But anyway. Well, thank you for the call. Thanks. See you later. Have, Have a good day. And uh, let's see. Uh, I got to take a break. Caller, hang on. We'll get to you when we come back because I don't want to miss. I got two breaks I got to take in the rest of the hour. So we'll take one and we'll be back. We'll take you when we come back and then uh, and then more. To the phones, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hello, Tim. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, JP from uh, West Island. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good. I, I just had to call in in reference to the last gentleman about uh, Scott and Connect Road. Sure. Yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of stop signs. He, he probably should come back and visit, you know, the beautiful area. And I've been there, I don't know, 22 years coming off the island every day. And uh, there's always a police officer somewhere. You know, um, whether he's at the uh, crosswalk or at the school or further on down the road, I, I think we have plenty of coverage down there. But, you know, but do, maybe he should come and visit again. Do you, do you find that there are people that are speeding, though, between those stop signs? Is there a lot of speeding oh, going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're going a little fast. And, and, and the stop signs, a lot of them don't see the stop signs. But, you know, it doesn't pertain to them. That and the uh, red lights, they like to go through one, one or two more cars to get through. I'd like to see more police presence at those lights on uh, Skarnikinek and 240, but, you know. 
Do you do you, do you think is, do you think one of those electronic speed limit signs would make a difference, or do you think people just blow by no. those? No, they don't care. I mean, you, you know, know, they would make a difference if we were like Rhode Island and they had cameras attached to them. But absolutely, unfor- unfortunately, um, they don't. They don't do that here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not keen on the cameras, but if you know, no, me, top, me uh, either. A but quarter I think, mile, yeah, I, a quarter mile after that that electronic sign, you know, and then they'll never know if there's a cop there or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody that's a fan of having cameras everywhere, like in Rhode Island. That, right. that, that just creeps me out. But I, I think you should have speed ones that have, have a camera on them so that people ignore it. They pay, they pay a price for it. Yeah, you know, especially at the red light, they're gonna end, somebody's going to end up getting killed, and that's the worst part about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it already happened. Somebody somebody did yeah. get killed. So, I mean, yeah, it, it shows that there's definitely you know, a need. And there was to... a stop sign there. There was, you know, it was just a, a matter of somebody speeding and somebody wearing dark clothing. That's yeah. all that was. You know, well, thank it was you. unfortunate. Thank you for the call, and thank you for uh, right, giving buddy. us some insight. I'll see you around town again somewhere. All right, take it easy. Right, bye. And, uh, and, and of course, you know, that is, and again, I don't want people to think I want cameras everywhere. I don't. Um, I was in Rhode Island Monday night, and that just freaks me out that you can't, you know, some sometimes you, you miss the yellow light, and it changes, and nobody's gone, and all that, you know, but um, I think it would be a helpful situation to be able to utilize in a situation like this where you're concerned about the speeding or where they were concerned in Rochester about the fact that people weren't stopping at a stop sign and and somebody actually did get killed as a result of it. A couple of people got killed as a result of it within a matter of months. So that those those issues, I think, warrant needing to surveil the area without having to put it on police because police have other things that they need to do besides sitting there all the time if there's a way that that can be surveilled and again it doesn't mean that they're they're going to get pulled over but when you get a citation in the mail and you have to pay it maybe you think twice the next time you go through that stop sign about not stopping anyway i have to take my final break for the hour when we come back we can talk more with you we will also continue on this discussion in the next hour as well i've been getting some app chat messages we'll read those in the next hour as well if you don't know how to send an app chat message it's super easy just download the wbsm app when you download that from your app store open it up and you'll see right in the middle of it there's a button that says App Chat. Press that, and it's like you're texting us right here in the studio. We can either text back to you, or we can uh, read it on the air. Super easy to use, and it's all free thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. All right, we'll take a break and be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. We're going to be going into the news in just a moment. When we come back on the other side, we will talk more with you at 508-996-0500. We will also take your app chat messages. Uh, Not Bad Noak Bluff says, Tim, red light cameras in Massachusetts are still illegal. It hasn't passed legislation yet. I, I know that's that's what I was saying, is that... We should make that legal in Massachusetts, but not, I don't want to see cameras everywhere like in Rhode Island. I just want to see them attached to, you know, the signs that they put in problem areas to address those problems as a temporary solution, not as a permanent spot where there will always be a camera. I don't like the idea of having, having them everywhere, but um, I do think that it should be something, you know, similar to what they do with tolls. They have cameras over the tolls. So do that where there's an issue where there's speeding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.